In part one, we discuss the benefits of trail running, trail running techniques, and how to find trails near you. Now in this part, we're going to dive into what to look for in a trail running shoe, how to pick the best trail shoes based on your goals, specifically which shoe models we recommend based on your needs and preferences, and a few beginner tips to help you get started. So let's start with what to look for in a trail running shoe. Now, you could probably get away with wearing most trail running shoes on pavement, but you don't want to make the mistake of wearing road running shoes off-road. Running off-road requires special features and technologies such as stabilizing materials to help avoid rolling ankles, thicker soles to protect against sharp rocks, and stickier rubber and claw-like lugs for running over slippery terrain or in the mud. There are a number of things to consider when choosing the best trail running shoe, but probably the three most important factors are the amount of cushion, the lugs, meaning the grip or the traction, and probably the feature that requires the most adjustment is the drop, also referred to as the offset. Let's briefly break each of these down, then we'll walk through which shoes would be the best for the different types of trail runs. First, let's talk about the cushioning. The amount of cushion you want in a trail shoe is frankly a personal preference. Some people prefer a plush level of cushion between them and the ground, while others prefer being able to feel every bump in the ground beneath them. As you're getting started in your trail running journey, you'll probably want a shoe with medium cushioning. This will let you experience a little bit of both, plush cushioning and feeling of terrain below you, so that you can learn which style you prefer. The next factor is the grip. Pretty straightforward. They've got everything from essentially a grippier road shoe up to shoes with such deep lugs it's almost like you're running in cleats. Same as with the cushioning level, it's probably a good idea to start with medium lugs as you're learning the feel of running off-road. If the traction on your shoes is too sticky, it might slow you down on smoother parts of the trail. But if they're not sticky enough, you might get into trouble if you come across any mud or slippery rocks. So middle of the road grip is probably your best bet for starting out. And last but not least, we've got to talk about the heel to toe drop. This is the difference in elevation between the front of your foot and the heel. And it's important because it has everything to do with how your foot lands on the ground. Shoes with more drop, anywhere between eight to 12 or so millimeters, those encourage you to land on your heel, while shoes with less drop, anywhere from four all the way down to zero millimeters, encourage you to land on your forefoot or midfoot. A lower drop, meaning four millimeters or lower, is usually more suited for faster, more aggressive running styles. Shoes with lower drop are typically intended for running races, anything from 5Ks to ultra marathons. A higher drop, the eight to 12 millimeter range, is generally associated with a more laid back, cushioned experience. You're likely to find that a good everyday running shoe will have a heel to toe offset somewhere around this range. But it's really important to note if you're used to running in a high drop shoe and you abruptly switch to a low drop trail shoe, it's going to affect your legs a little differently. A lower drop puts more effort on your calf muscles, and if you're not used to using them as much, they're likely going to get sore. You may want to start with a trail shoe with a higher drop as you're adjusting to the feel, and then you can work your way down. Okay, now that we've covered the different factors, now let's narrow down which type of shoe will be best for you based on the types of trails you plan to run on. If you plan on doing more casual runs, looking for a little exercise, de-stressing, maybe even plan on some trail runs, but also a little road running from time to time, then you'd probably want a jack of all trades trail running shoe. You may want to look into a daily trail shoe like the award-winning Solomon Sense Ride. This shoe is heavily cushioned to keep your feet happy all day, no matter what you're doing. 
or you may want to check out the wildly popular Saucony Peregrine. This shoe has a more aggressive drop compared to the Ride, which would make it slightly better tuned for faster runs. If you're looking to get into serious shape and improve both your aerobic and anaerobic systems, you'll likely be doing tempo training. This is similar to interval training. Essentially, it just means sometimes you may be sprinting, sometimes you may be jogging. And for beginners, sometimes you'll probably even be walking. For this aggressive type of trail running, you'll need a shoe that will protect you while sprinting over rocky terrains. You probably appreciate the protective cushioning and a decently low drop from a shoe like the Brooks Catamount. Or you might want an even lighter, springier, lower drop shoe like the Hoka Jaws. The Jaws has some seriously deep lugs that'll grip onto any surface, making sure you won't slip during those intense parts of your runs. If you're into racing and plan on running faster like in a 5K, or longer like a marathon, or both, then you'll need a shoe that can handle all of the above. The Innovate Talon is light and the lugs are super durable, which means it can take quite a beating without the shoe showing any wear, which is something you definitely want in a trail shoe. Or the heavily cushioned Hoka Speed Goat, this shoe rides really high and fluffy off the ground, as Hokas tend to do, though the Speedgoat is probably a tad on the heavy side for anything longer than a marathon. Now, if you're interested in really long, ultra-marathon runs, 30, 50, even 100 or more miles, you definitely shouldn't just grab any old shoe off the shelf. You need a light trail shoe that's built to withstand the distance, but also without getting in your way and bogging you down. The Merrill Long Sky is a great long distance shoe, though it can have a slightly firmer feel, so it would probably be best for the lower mileage ultra marathons. If you go too far beyond 30 miles, it may start to take a toll on your feet. Or you've got the Ultra Superior, a popular choice for those longer ultra marathons, largely because of how light and responsive the shoe is. Another key feature about the Ultra Superior is that it doesn't try to dictate how your foot lands. The shoe just keeps you safe and lets you do the running. A great ultramarathon shoe. And, as with all our content, you'll find the links to all the shoes mentioned here down in the description below the video. Now, the last thing we need to cover are a few very important bonus tips you'll want to know before heading out for your first trail run. Bonus tip number one, hydration. It's extremely important to stay hydrated, even more so on a trail run because you're burning so much more energy than you would on an evenly paved road. And you don't want to wait until you feel thirsty to start drinking water. There are a couple good solutions for this. For shorter trails, some runners like a handheld water bottle for its convenience. And early on, when it still has plenty of water in it, you can even swing your hands more to get a little momentum boost. Or if you prefer your hands to be freed up, there are waste packs that can hold water and a few other items like your phone. And for those really long runs where you may need a backup reservoir of water and even some food, a hydration pack or vest might be a good idea. They've got room for plenty of water, some snacks, your phone, and a few other supplies just in case. Bonus tip number two, glucose. Not only can you be caught off guard by the extra energy needed to traverse the unpredictable terrain and the added weight of the trail shoes, but many people get caught off guard by how much extra energy their brain is expending on trail runs. On a road run, you can sometimes let your mind wander, but on a trail run, you're constantly having to study and adjust to the dynamic environment. This means spending more brain glucose, which can be very exhausting in and of itself. If you find yourself getting lightheaded seemingly out of nowhere, that could simply mean your blood sugar is being used up quicker than you're used to. 
so it's always a good idea to have a backup source of sugar just in case. Once you consume the sugar source, you should notice yourself returning to normal in about five minutes. And same as with the trail shoes, you can find links to all of the hydration vests, the backpacks, and the gel packets in the description below. And that's it. You're ready to hit the trails. Of course, this is by no means all there is to know about trail running. We'll have plenty more tips, tricks, and advice coming your way. And if you're interested in running your first 5K, or perhaps just improving your time in your next one, you can check out our free 5K training program. It's an eight-week program with each day and week mapped out for you to gradually condition your body to be in peak 5K performance mode for race day. There's also a link for that in the description below. For more content like this, please remember to like and subscribe. And if you've got any other questions on this topic or if there's anything we forgot to mention, please let us know in the comments.